0: chapter eight of grandpa's darlings by pansy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eight promises minnie must be very careful indeed to-day not go out of the house even to the back kitchen for a drink of water without first stopping to put her little shawl around her and something over her head this was what her mamma said to her one winter morning when she was not yet three years old. Minnie had been sick with a cold. She was better, and we were very anxious to keep her so. The day was cold and stormy. Will you remember? Mamma repeated, and the earnest brown eyes were lifted to her face while the grave little voice answered, Truly I will, mamma, every time she is very good about keeping a promise said Mamma to me i really think it would take considerable to make her forget i don't think either of us had an idea of how much it would take it was toward the middle of the afternoon that i came up the hill from our house and dodged into cousin mary's next door to minnie's home there i found minnie's mamma. with whom have you left the small lady i asked her left her alone she said laughing i just ran in of an errand she promised not to leave the room where i put her unless something wonderful happened you know she always has an if or two in her promises can you trust to such small promises as hers cousin mary asked us with a smile that said i shouldn't consider it safe they are not small promises i answered her The body may be small but the conscience is very much in earnest i would trust her where i wouldn't many an older person the words were hardly spoken when cousin mary called our attention to the window put not your trust in babies she said laughing there comes yours in spite of your promise sure enough there was the small sprite coming down the snowy steps her blanket shawl pinned securely about her throat and a cloud wound about her head Mamma went in haste to the door and spoke quickly not to say sharply minnie what are you coming out in the snow for minnie's answer was prompt and hurried oh mamma, come quick quick then she dodged back into the house one of her ifs has happened you may depend i said as i followed the mother in haste none too soon were either of us a bright coal fire was glowing in the sitting-room and lest its heat and shining might fade the bright colours of the carpet the careful lady of the house had laid down a newspaper before the grate the coals in settling had lost one of their fiery company and it had dropped on the waiting paper when we reached the scene, not only that paper but several others with which Minnie had been amusing herself were in flames. Some very quick work had to be done to save more important things than papers. After the pitchers and pails had been put away and the carpet mopped of the extra water that we had thrown on, we found time and breath to question and be surprised. How could it have happened? Minnie don't know said the earnest little woman i was cutting out my pixers and i smelled something and i looked and the paper was all curling up and getting black then i ran for mamma did you notice how she was wrapped mamma asked a faint smile of pride on her pale face indeed i did i said minnie how came you to wait for your shawl and hood when the paper was on fire the small grave face was turned slowly toward me, and great thoughtful eyes were fixed on my face as she said slowly, "'Why, Auntie Bell, I promised Mama that I would wear them every time.' And Minnie considered that question entirely set at rest. Then came another question to my mind, however, and the horrible thoughts coming with it made me shiver. "'I am amazed.' I said that such an important child as she is didn't try to put out the fire without calling for help oh dear me what might not have happened if she had minnie you are a sensible little girl for a three-year-old how came you to let the burning paper alone and run for mamma didn't you think you could put out the fire yes yes she said quietly i knew i could but mamma said never touch the fire never never no indeed not at all and i promised i wouldn't i don't see but that you can go and leave her safely enough i said half laughing half crying you have hedged her about with promises it was during that same winter that there came a stormy day when mamma and minnie were quite alone the morning work was all done papa had gone to his office hours before on the hot stove a kettle of soup bubbled and puffed genuine old-fashioned scotch barley soup it was to be such as none but grandma and her daughters knew how to make mamma skimmed the pot added more boiling water then partly covering it turned away and looked regretfully first at a roll of flannel waiting to be cut then out of the window down the snowy path to grandma's if only she had that pattern of grandma's she could get the flannels nicely cut out before dinner time but it would never do to send minnie the path was too snowy and too icy should she go herself and leave the small lady to be housekeeper but there was the dreadful stove she had always felt afraid of fire a hundred times more afraid was she since the time the papers burned, but she might put her so far away from the stove that there would be no danger from it. Finally, she brought out the little rocking chair, grandpa's latest gift to his darling, and set it by the south window, the furthest possible corner from the stove. Minnie, she said, will you come and sit down in your little armchair? and not stir from it while mamma goes down to grandma's on an errand then began minnie's usual ifs but mamma what if the bell should ring while you are away couldn't i go to the door well you might do that i suppose said mamma speaking very doubtfully or no i would rather not let it ring and never mind it mamma won't be a minute away hardly i'm only going after a pattern and Mamma, if my blue ball or my red one should roll away the least little mite couldn't i get down and pick it up no said Mamma, speaking positively this time i don't want you to move the least little mite while i'm away do you promise yes ma'am she said with a little sigh over the lonely prospect and away went Mamma down the snowy hill the errand took longer than she meant it should errands generally do i think the pattern couldn't be found did you ever know a pattern that could be when it was wanted grandma always knew where to lay her hands on anything even in the dark everything but patterns she kept those in a great green box but she used to declare that the one that she laid on the top ready for use the next day always dived down to the very bottom of the box and hid itself in the most unlikely corner i don't know how that was only i know that the flannel pattern was missing and it seemed to the nervous mamma that she waited for about an hour while they tumbled skirt patterns and sack patterns and sleeve patterns this way and that looking for the pattern here it is at last grandma said with a relieved sigh i knew i put it in here and no, i put it on top too how it ever got under all those old basque patterns is a mystery to me meantime what might not have happened up the hill what could happen said sceptical auntie duel who was only hindered by a piece of pork and mustard tied around a sore throat from flying up the hill to see for herself that all went well i'm sure i don't know mamma said nervously i might pick out twenty things and none of them would be the ones they never are with which very odd explanation of her fears she flew up the hill auntie duel raised herself on one elbow and looked after her i wish i knew that she was all right she said wistfully why what could happen to her i said tossing her own words back to her as i came from the kitchen where i was paring apples i don't know she said laughing nothing at all i presume but when any one else has the fidgets i always get them so presently mother sent me up to see if all was right i found the mamma giving a good many extra kisses to her darling and the stove covers were still sissing and smoking with some greasy substance explained by the puddle of soup that slowly dripped from the hearth to the oil-cloth the little housekeeper still kept her seat in the rocking-chair by the window you ought to have seen her said the mamma rising from before her with a flushed face there she sat in her little chair with one forefinger pointing solemnly to the wasted soup there's your soup mamma she said with great gravity THERE'S YOUR SOUP ON THE FLOOR. I COULD HAVE SAVED IT, ONLY YOU GOT ME TO PROMISE NOT TO STIR. ONLY THINK, IF SHE HAD ATTEMPTED TO LIFT OUT THAT GREAT HEAVY KETTLE, SHE WOULD HAVE BEEN scalded AS SURE AS THE WORLD. I BELIEVE I NEVER WILL LEAVE HER ALONE AGAIN. AND SHE SHUDDERED AT THE DREADFUL THOUGHT. SUCH A PUZZLED, TROUBLED LOOK WAS ON MINNIE'S FACE THAT IT ALMOST MADE ME LAUGH and she spoke with the slowness and the dignity of an old lady but mamma how could i have been scalded away over here it couldn't reach me here and i couldn't go any nearer to it because don't you remember? i promised not to stir the least little mite the chicken hasn't the least idea that there is such a thing as breaking a promise i said laughing she looked at me with troubled eyes auntie bell do they break them she said earnestly yes my dear little mousie they do dreadfully but that is telling a wicked story she said in a horrified tone isn't it auntie bell yes i said sobered into quiet answer for a long line of carelessly made and too often carelessly broken promises seemed to come rushing past me as i looked at the solemn little face it was a sober thought to realize that they were wicked stories i wish every one could realize it said grandpa when we told him the day's adventures there's mr cass been promising to bring me a load of wood every day for a week and we are really in present need of it do you suppose that he has any idea that he has told five wicked stories about it i hope minnie will grow up with just such a sense of the sacredness of a promise as she now has she won't said grandma with a little sigh she has got to be among people who think promises are not worth much and she will learn i'm afraid to be like everybody else i thought of that the other day we were in the church preparing to have a rehearsal for our concert one two three six girls present three to wait for one of them minnie five minutes ten minutes twenty minutes then they came why minnie i said in dismay here you have made us lose twenty minutes don't you know you promised to be here at four o'clock she turned her beaming face full of brightness on me and said merrily why auntie bell don't you think we forgot all about it and i am afraid that she has grown wonderfully like other people and hasn't the least remembrance that breaking promises is telling wicked stories end of chapter eight